1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The coronavirus is now officially a pandemic. President Trump announces new travel restrictions for Americans to try and slow the spread of the disease. And Medicare plans to cap insulin costs. All that and more coming up on this episode of Just Healthcare Daily. It's Thursday, March 12th, and I'm Alex Olkin with Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. Wednesday night, in an Oval Office speech, President Trump announced more travel restrictions in an attempt to slow the spread of the coronavirus. To keep new cases from entering our shores. We will be suspending all travel from Europe to the United States for the next 30 days. The new rules will go into effect Friday at midnight. The United Kingdom is not included in these restrictions, but the president didn't specify which European countries the ban applied to. Trump also said to help businesses hurt by the coronavirus, the government would provide assistance to small businesses and defer tax payments without penalties. The president's announcement comes as the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus situation a pandemic. More than 120,000 people across more than 100 countries have tested positive for the virus. Here's WHO Director General Tedros adnam Ghebreyesus.
0: WHO has been assessing this outbreak around the clock and we're deeply concerned both by the alarming levels of spread and severity and by the alarming levels of inaction. We have therefore made the assessment that COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic.
1: Also on Wednesday, the Internal Revenue Service said companies can waive out-of-pocket costs for employees with high-deductible plans who need COVID-19 testing. This is important because a lot of people, about a quarter of workers with employer-sponsored coverage, have high-deductible plans, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation. Various states have told insurers to waive these costs, but many employers provide insurance regulated by the federal government, not the state government. Now I'm going to turn it over to reporter Maya Croft.
0: Now that we're in the midst of a global coronavirus pandemic, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is urging sick workers to stay home to prevent the spread of the disease. But what does that mean for the 30 million American workers who can't afford not to come to work? Federal data shows that more than half of service industry workers don't get sick pay. But coronavirus has prompted some of the country's largest employers to update their sick leave policies. This week, Walmart said it would foot the bill for two weeks of paid sick leave for any employee who's quarantined or diagnosed with COVID-19. Others have followed suit. The Washington Post reports that Darden Restaurants, the company that owns large restaurant chains like Olive Garden and Longhorn Steakhouse, will start letting workers accrue paid sick time, up to 40 hours a year. Apple announced unlimited sick time for retail store employees who come down with flu-like symptoms, and Uber pledged 14 days of pay to drivers who get sick with coronavirus. It's not clear how that pay would be calculated, though, since drivers are not technically employees. Lyft announced a similarly vague plan. Public health officials say people can have the virus for about five days before they start showing symptoms. And research is showing it's contagious before a person even starts feeling sick. Experts say the recommended two-week isolation period after exposure is likely long enough for people to know if they have COVID-19. Eleven states already require large employers to provide paid sick leave, but a federal sick leave bill has been stalled in Congress for more than 15 years, The New York Times says. Now, congressional Democrats are trying to revive it. The bill would require employers to let workers accrue up to seven days of sick time, plus another 14 in the event of a public health crisis. President Trump has been meeting with congressional leaders this week to discuss a coronavirus stimulus plan, and Republican senators have hinted that he plans to support paid sick leave. A new proposal from the Trump administration promises to save older Americans an average of nearly $500 a year on their insulin prescriptions, the New York Times reports. The voluntary plan, which is set to start next year, would cap out-of-pocket insulin costs at just $35 a month. This pilot addresses Medicare's much-maligned donut hole issue, or coverage gap, by offering patients a stable cost. But it only happens if drug companies and insurers agree to go along with the plan. So far, insulin manufacturers Sanofi and Eli Lilly have said they will participate. Insulin prices have doubled since 2012. This has prompted growing calls for state and federal governments to do something to bring down the cost of the essential medication. Out-of-pocket spending can be unpredictable for some patients because of the complicated phases of coverage built into the Medicare drug benefit program. The pilot program would only be available to those with an enhanced Medicare drug plan, which has a higher premium than the basic plan. Still, CMS estimates the plan would save the federal government about $250 million over five years. Voters continue to rank high prescription drug prices as their most important issue in the 2020 election. If insurers agree to come on board with Trump's plan, signups would begin October 15th, just three weeks before Election Day. For Just Healthcare, I'm Maya Croft.
1: All eyes are on Italy as the world watches the nation's response to the coronavirus. The entire country was put on lockdown. And on Wednesday, the prime minister announced all stores except pharmacies and food markets to close. Earlier this week, schools have been shut down and public gatherings were banned. The Italian healthcare system is being strained to a breaking point. About 80 percent of acute care beds in the Lombardy region are dedicated to coronavirus patients, according to Bloomberg Businessweek. In The Atlantic reports, experts predict that within three weeks, there will be 10 times as many ICU patients as there are beds in the Lombardy region. Is it a preview of what's to come in the U.S., or what has already started to happen in the Seattle area, the epicenter of the U.S. outbreak? Washington state has accounted for more than half of the deaths in the U.S. so far. The New York Times wrote about Evergreen Health, a hospital in Kirkland, Washington, a Seattle suburb. The hospital has treated more than 65 patients who tested positive for the virus, including some from the Life Care Center. The outbreak at the nursing home has sickened at least 50 and killed 19. Hospital staff are working around the clock, and the situation has become so severe that, quote, some patients were dying within hours of coming down with their first symptoms, unquote. Healthcare workers told The Times they were using bleach wipes on masks after each use rather than using a new one from a limited supply. The hospital has been so overwhelmed that workers who had initially been put on quarantine were called back into work to help care for patients. And engineers at the hospital worked quickly to make more negative airflow rooms for the COVID-19 patients. Taking a look at healthcare stocks, the market continued to fall into bear market territory. Stocks across the entire healthcare sector were down 3.9%. Pfizer was down 7%, Rite Aid Corporation was down 15.1%, and Quest Diagnostics was down 6.2%. Thanks for listening to Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olgan. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on JustHealthcare.com. Just Healthcare Daily is an independent production of Just Healthcare. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.